Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Excited to connect with you today. Excited to share some thoughts, ideas, and strategies with you today. Uh, if you don't know, quick announcement, I have launched a very special online academy for self-mastery and transformation. It's called Maxima, M-A-X-I-M-A, Maxima. It's about mastery, mentorship, mastermind. It's a unique online academy, folks, an exclusive membership for those of you that, that are committed to maximizing your full potential and living life to the fullest in every area, a life without limits where you are committed to manifesting your greatness in your lifetime. If that sounds exciting to you, if the possibility of being mentored by me sounds exciting to you as well, I'm selecting an exclusive group of people over the next year to mentor on a daily basis in this very special mastermind. And I was asking myself, how can I make myself accessible to everyone who really wants to sincerely transform during some of these challenging times? And so if you are excited about the possibility, would like to be mentored by me, have, have ever wanted to be coached, mentored, guided by me in any way, shape or form, this is a unique exclusive opportunity to join the tribe. Uh, as a part of this membership program, folks. It's exciting. We have an amazing group of people gathering. It's going to be an incredible, incredible few months ahead. So go to Maxima Mastermind, Maxima, M-A-X-I-M-A, MaximaMastermind.com. That's right, just straight there. You don't need the www, just MaximaMastermind.com. Find out all the details. If you want to email us directly, Coop Blackson, Coop Blackson at coopblackson.com, uh, you can do that. But it's very exciting, and I am super inspired by the amazing group of individuals gathering as a part of Maxima. So on we go, folks. Today's special episode of Soul Talk is about how do you deal with disagreements? How do you deal with people in your life that disagree with you? How do you deal and preserve the love when you have disagreements with people in your life that you love? As human beings, the truth is we will all at some time in our lives face and experience the disagreements with those that we love. This is part of being human. This is natural. This is normal. Nothing wrong with it. But disagreements can be such a source of pain. Disagreements can really cause rifts. Disagreements can, can break homes, can break partnerships, can break relationships. How do you deal with disagreements? And as I'm looking around in today's climate, we are living in you know, uncertain times. And I think it's really, depending on when you listen to this conversation, I think the climate we're living, living in today has become increasingly polarizing. If you look at the politics, if you look at our 
political environment, the, the political swamp, left, right, Republican, Democrat, uh, lockdown, no lockdown, vaccine, no vaccine, quarantine, no quarantine, open, don't open. I mean, if you look at these times, it's, it's bringing out a lot of polarization in our humanity, polarization in our culture, polarization in our families, polarization within ourselves. The world is increasingly becoming divided. Sadly, it's becoming divided. And I'm seeing many folks who are, were friends before, no longer friends because of different opinions. Friendships are breaking up over differences of opinions. Relationships are, are strained because of differences of opinions, especially during this time where there's so much pressure put on us. You know, one side uh, accusing another side, one party accusing another party, you know, one group of people accusing another group of people, attacking another group of people as being wrong, which ultimately serve nothing. Both viewpoints holding their own position, right? Have you ever had an experience where you've been in your life where you've had a viewpoint, maybe your friend, your lover, your husband, your wife, your spouse, someone you cared for held a totally different viewpoint and you couldn't believe how stupid they were, right? You couldn't believe how they could even think that way. And maybe you felt reactive. Maybe you felt triggered. Maybe you felt disgusted. Maybe you felt out of balance. Maybe you felt judged. Maybe whatever you felt, it brought some strong emotions up inside of you. And so I'm seeing in our culture today, uh, both viewpoints holding a uh, opposing position uh, to the other and accusing the other as wrong. But I believe that when we just attack or accuse the other viewpoint or those that disagree with us about anything as being wrong, we stay stuck in suffering. We stay stuck in, in a stalemate and we don't enhance and we don't expand the loving. And so question becomes, folks, is what do you do? When someone that you love believes something fundamentally different than you, maybe it's a different religion. Maybe they don't believe in God and you believe in God. Maybe they're not, they're not into spiritual woo-woo, woo-woo stuff and spirituality stuff. And maybe your spouse is like, I don't believe in any of that. What do you do when they just don't believe? Maybe you're, you're vegetarian or vegan and they like to eat hamburgers, and, but you love this person or maybe who, who they were when you met them you were aligned and then all of a sudden they, they, they switched, they grew, they grew into a different way of seeing the world. And now you feel stuck because you love them. What do you do? How do you deal with this? These are real issues that I think as human beings uh, make us quite vulnerable that we have to consider. What do you do when someone you love believes something fundamentally different than you? Do you attack them? Do you judge them? Do you uh, find yourself triggered? Do you make them wrong, which we tend to do? Do you unfriend them from your Facebook? Do you excommunicate them from your life? All because they have different beliefs. Sadly, this is what we're doing today. The challenge I see as I look at our humanity is if we live this way, it will only lead to a very limited life where we only surround ourselves with a very limited group of people that agree with everything we agree with and believe everything we do. To me, this is not true freedom. We're actually living inside of a limitation of our conditioned ego consciousness. And we only surround ourselves with those that actually reinforce our current limited identity. 
It might feel good in the moment. It might feel good to only surround yourself with a small group of people that agree with exactly what you believe. The challenge is there's no growth in that. There's no transformation in that. There's no evolution for humanity living that way. So you might be asking, but I'm right and they're wrong. Or who's right and who's wrong? To me, to be free, we have to go beyond right or wrong. I think it was the great poet Rumi that said, I'll be on the field of right and wrong. I will meet you there. The field that transcends right and wrong. So how do we make sense of this? I think first, in order to make sense of, of, uh, 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 of the opposing views and disagreements, we have to shift, folks. We have to shift our framework and our perceptual filters of how we are viewing the context itself. So consider this. What if you started seeing things as everybody is right? <clears throat> now you might say, Coop, that's crazy. Just hear me out for a second. Everybody is right from their current perspective, from their parents, from their parental viewpoint, from their conditioning, from their childhood, from their history, from their cultural perspective, from where they grew up, from their generations. Everyone is right. Really let that in. Everybody is right from their own perspective. You might say, but they're crazy. You might say, but no, they are right from their own perspective. To start from there actually shifts the game out of a polarized way of seeing things. Because if you're stuck in right and wrong, then it will not only disconnect you from the other person, it will, it will move you into a state of separation and attack, divisiveness and fight. What we then have to realize is we don't see reality as it is. There is reality that's out there. What we do as human beings is we tend to project onto reality. Let me repeat. We tend to project onto reality our interpretation of reality. And so we can only see reality based on our current lens, based on which is actually conditioned. Our mind is conditioned by our childhood, by our past, by our programming, by our parents, by our life, by where we grew up, by our culture, by our country, you know, by our school, by media, all of this stuff. So... Our conditioning affects our ability to dis discern and see with clarity. So even though we think we know what is, we, are only know, we only actually know what is based on our ego's perception. And so reality may not be reality. It's just our perception of reality and, that in, and how we interpret reality based on our own ego conditioning. So we have to give up this idea that we know the truth. We have to be willing to be open. Many times we're not open when we're stuck in I know and you don't, right and wrong. We think we know, but we don't. We, don't, we often don't, don't factor in the, the wholeness value and the totality of all perspectives. So we have to be willing to give up that I hold, I know the truth, the sacred truth. We have to be willing to be open to not knowing for a moment, to move out of duality and the dualistic way of seeing things. If you want a good relationship, here's my thoughts. If you want to move beyond disagreements with your partner, here's my thought. If you want to feel some peace and sanity during this wild time where there's so much information being put on the internet about COVID-19, about this, about that, and different opinions, here's my thoughts. 
Stop seeking to impose your reality on someone else. Stop seeking to impose your reality and perspective of it onto someone else. They have the right to have their own reality. They have the right to live the reality in their lives. That doesn't mean you agree with their reality. That doesn't mean their reality is correct. That doesn't mean the reality is correct. You're vegetarian. Imposing that reality onto someone else will only, or your husband or your partner only makes you, only actually tends to push them away even more. Many times my clients will say, Cook, how can I get my partner to change? Uh, you actually can't really change anyone. I say, stop trying to change anyone and get yourself to change first. Stop trying to change anyone and live in alignment with what you believe is most true for yourself. Live in, in such a way that you are living an embodied example of what you know is true for yourself. Live that love, live that principle, live that idea without trying to push it onto someone, impose it onto someone, inhibit someone's freedom from being where they are and live that. And if you live that and you're happy and your life, your life provides, shows the fruit of your joy, you're happy, you're joyful, you're fulfilled, your life blossoms, abundance, relationship, prosperity. I promise you this, sooner or later, those people, that person, that person, your husband, your wife, your spouse will start asking you questions. They will start getting curious as to how comes you're so happy. They'll start getting curious as to Wow, you're not judging me. You've never judged me even when I screw up, you know? And, and so they're going to be more likely to be open and receptive to actually hearing what you have to say, not because you attacked them or made them wrong, but because you were just living your truth rather than imposing your truth. And when you're living your truth, busy living your truth, and your life transforms, your life shows the fruit in terms of joy, abundance, aliveness. You know, many times we're trying to get someone to change and we're miserable. Many times we're trying to get someone to believe what we believe and we're unhappy within our own selves. I always say, don't listen, don't take advice from people that are miserable and unhappy. And so when you live that, then you are proving the principle in your life works. Hopefully that makes sense, folks. It's a, it's a simple concept, but I think it's a really important concept to consider. We also have to consider that just because you love somebody doesn't mean you have to agree. This is a myth that we have, that if I love someone, we have to agree all the time. This is not correct. You can, you can agree and love someone. You can agree and not love someone, right? You can love them deeply and actually still disagree, I should say, and it's okay. Let me repeat, you can still love someone profoundly, deeply, and disagree, and it's okay. That doesn't mean the love has to stop. Love and agreement are not intertwined. This is the problem. We often make our loving dependent on someone's viewpoint being the same as ours. We often limit our loving to only loving people that believe what we believe or tend to agree with us or reinforce us. This is limited loving. This is not true unconditional loving. We are free when our loving is not dependent on what, you, what someone believes or doesn't believe or their agreement or non-agreement, but, but just loving because. So we can love who they are. We don't have to love what they believe. We don't have to love how they act, just to be clear and just to clarify. So when you don't let your loving be dependent 
on the agreement of the viewpoint, you're free to keep loving. Your loving is not dependent on their changing anything. Your loving is not dependent on their changing their viewpoint. Your loving is free. Then you're free. This is the power. Then you're free to keep loving flowing. Likely when your love keeps flowing, you're more likely to be influential and impactful in their lives because you are still in relationship. When you start attacking, you are actually no longer in relationship because the energy flow between you and that person stops. When your loving is dependent on agreement, your capacity to love becomes limited. Realize, folks, that love is actually bigger than form. Love is bigger than form. Love gives space. Love allows for differences. True love. We think we're loving, but most of our loving is limited. We, we often say, well, I love you if true loving expands to hold diverse and differing opinions. True love is expansive and allows for the freedom of people's process. True love expands and allows for people to be where they are at in their evolutionary journey, even though it's not where you're at. That doesn't mean it will be right for you. That doesn't mean you can't make choices. That doesn't mean you have to continue in relationship. You also have a choice too, but true love gives space. I think there's a biblical term somewhere that true love is patient, true love is kind. True love is understanding. I think that's about as much of that quote as, <laughs> as I would know in this moment. And so just because you think you're right, just because you think you're right, and maybe, folks, maybe you are correct, okay? Let's just take that perspective on the situation. COVID-19, masks, no masks, the government, what should happen, you know, veganism, vegetarian, eating meat, don't eat meat, different diets, different exercise, whatever it is, even if you're right, making someone feel bad for their viewpoint, making someone feel bad for their viewpoint doesn't make you more right. Making someone feel bad for their viewpoint doesn't serve the evolution of consciousness. Making someone feel bad doesn't make you more right. What does it really serve? And many times we do this. It won't bring you closer when you make someone feel bad. Attacking them won't make them be more willing. What I found, at least, is when you attack someone to prove your point, when you attack someone to impose your point, it often doesn't make them feel open to understanding or more receptive to reviewing and changing their mind and their viewpoint. So you see the ego, our sense of identity, is built on a collection of viewpoints. Our ego is built on a collection of perspectives. Our ego is built on a collection of data that we have accumulated over our entire lifetime that holds us together. And we have made all sorts of interpretations to come to certain meanings that we've made about what the world means. And we hold onto that collection of information as a fixed point. And the more tightly we hold onto that, that becomes our sense of identity, which becomes me. So often we hold onto and cling to our identity, thinking that's reality, but your identity is not you and your identity Identity is not the way it is. Your identity is how you've learned to hold on, make sense of the world to survive. So don't get attached to your identity. Don't get attached to your viewpoints. Don't get attached to your perspectives. They are just perspectives, but they are not necessarily you. On the spiritual path, as you grow, as you evolve, what will happen is you'll be less 
you'll be more open to, to questioning your perspectives and your viewpoints. You'll be more willing to question what you believe about yourself and about life. You'll be less interested in proving yourself and, 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 and proving your point because you know that the self that you're trying to prove is actually an evolutionary, non-static, evolving, uh, growing, ex ever-expanding entity, not some stuck uh, static thing called me, called ego with a name and a form. So many times the ego wants to prove itself and attack as a way to preserve itself. This is why we often can't see or we're not open to other perspectives because other perspectives tend to challenge us. Other perspectives tend to uh, scare us. Other perspectives tend to freak us out because then it can feel like if I let go of my perspective, I'm letting go of myself because I think that myself is my identity. And if I'm letting go of my perspective to expand and, and be receptive to other perspectives, maybe I'm dying. So I'm not saying, folks, let me be, does that make sense, folks? I'm not saying don't express your point. I'm not saying don't have a viewpoint, but don't get attached to your viewpoint because your viewpoint will shift as you grow and evolve and shift. You don't believe some of the things you did when you were five years old. And many times we are unconsciously try, we will unconsciously try to, to, to validate our current point of view based on our needs, goals, desires, agendas, wounds, hurts, pains, and conditioning. Confirmation bias is what it's sometimes known as. We have a confirmation bias based on certain uh, payoffs that we might get from seeing life a certain way. So what is real? What is not real? What is true? What is not true? We have to be willing to question without getting attached and getting into a, a position of what I will call self-righteousness. This is what we tend to do. I know you don't. This is the right way. This, everybody that doesn't do this and do that and blah, 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 is wrong, is bad. This is just being self-righteous. The freedom is to say, I don't really know the truth. I don't really know. I don't know, but I'm open. I'm available. I'm open to different perspectives. To me, all perspectives and the totality of unique perspective is what makes the world beautiful and what makes up life. So I'm not saying don't have a viewpoint. I'm not saying don't communicate your viewpoint. I'm not even saying don't stand up for your viewpoint. Don't share your feelings. No, that's not what I'm saying. Share them, state them, express them, but don't hold on to them so tightly that there's no room for flexibility. There's no room for expansion. There's no room for evolution. There's no room for compassion because the more tightly we hold on to our viewpoint, compassion often gets squeezed out in the process. So, when you share your perspective and opinion, notice first thing, notice your intention. Notice where you're coming from. Are you coming from righteousness? Are you coming from insecurity? Are you coming from proving a point? Because trust me, that won't resolve. If you're truly committed to love and service, it won't resolve any disagreement. It won't. Second thing, notice when you communicate your perspective, notice how you communicate. How are you communicating? Are you communicating attacking, judging, hurting? Folks, even if you're right, this will only create more pain and more suffering. It will likely shut down the person you are communicating to, even if your information is scientifically correct. 
Just because someone attacks you too, realize that going down to that level doesn't resolve, just perpetuates the cycle. So here's a few simple keys in terms of what do you do and how do you deal with different viewpoints. Don't seek to reinforce your viewpoint. Seek to understand the alternate perspective. Seek to understand the other perspective. Don't listen. Many times we're listening just to confirm what we already believe that is limited. Seek to understand the alternate perspective. When you seek to understand the alternate perspective, you feel deeply, you listen deeply. Seek to understand the alternate perspective so deeply that you could literally feel the compassion for where they're coming from. You can put yourself in the other person's shoes. You could even sell that perspective to another person. I know it sounds crazy, but you know when you listen so deeply, you could so deeply even sell that perspective to another person. Doesn't mean you agree, that doesn't mean you believe it, but you could understand where they're coming from. When you see, the reason I say it that way is when you really seek to understand, not only does the other person feel more understood and it creates an opening, an opening in the energy, an opening in the heart, an opening between you and them, it bridges the gap and you move into a greater sense of oneness. But in that moment, you rest into a deeper level of compassion. You rest into a deeper level of compassion within yourself. And as you connect with they, yeah, as you connect with their intention, when you really understand, you will connect with their intention. Even though your viewpoints are different, you will see that even behind some of the most screwed up uh, arguments, you, even though that, that, that perspective is opposing yours, you will find out that maybe the other person still has a, Beautiful intention of safety, of care, of consideration. Their intention is good if you can get beyond the differing viewpoint that's on the surface. Many times we view, the ego views their differing viewpoint as an attack. It's not an attack. It's an attack on your identity, but it's not an attack on you. It's just their perspective. And there's a shift that happens when you really get like, wow, that person's viewpoint is so different from mine, but their intention is such a good one, as in, uh, they want to keep people safe, as in they believe that doing eating this way or living this way is going to be healthier. Good intention. When you can connect to that, you can step outside of your own personal identity. You become more effective because you're not taking things personally and you're feeling where they're coming from, which is likely where you're coming from and you're both coming from the same place of positive intention. Then the ego is not involved, then your ego doesn't get hooked. And when your ego isn't hooked, involved, triggered in some way, there's space, there's space, there's space to show up, there's space to be present and love. Otherwise, what happens, what I've seen happens, folks, we get so lost, the issue gets so lost in the ego prison. The egos get, get so lost in the weeds of, of, of the, the issue gets lost in the weeds of the ego. And sometimes if you've had this experience when you've forgotten, well, what was the actual issue? Again, I'm not remembering what the issue was. See, from that place, compassion, resting in your heart, 
understanding, not necessarily agreement. You can agree to disagree and still love each other. You'll be able to be less reactive, to communicate your point more clearly, more compassionately, more effectively without making them wrong or without attack. When you communicate your point with this kind of compassion, just to be clear, the other person who has the opposing viewpoint will feel less attacked. They'll feel less attacked because you're not pointing the finger, you're taking responsibility for how you feel. You have a right to feel how you feel and you have a right to communicate how you feel with responsibility. They have a right to feel however they feel. So when you communicate with compassion, you communicate with responsibility. What happens is they feel less attacked. When they feel less attacked, the ego relaxes because the ego is not under attack or threat of death, of dying, right? And when the ego relaxes, they're more likely to listen. They're more likely to listen and be able to actually hear you. When they're more actually able to, when they're much more able to hear you, they're more open to what you're saying, then a bridge is more likely to be able to be made from you to them. Now there is a bridge. Now you are communicating versus just screaming at each other, hitting a wall. To me, this is the key that happens. Then, from this place, as you hear them and they hear you, see if you can find some kind of middle ground, some kind of commonality, whether you're, it's your spouse that has a difference of opinion in terms of how we should educate the kids, the diet we should give the kids, you know, uh, disciplining the kids. See if you can find some kind of common ground, place of meeting in the middle to work together because many times whether it's nations, families, spouses, business partners, your intention is the same. You want the best for your kids, for your country, for your community, for relationships. And you will find that if you do that, the two opposing opinions, not only do they have good intentions, but you get to work together. You get to work together to produce the result. You get to work together to elevate. You get to work together to be more effective. And ultimately, that's what matters. So folks, just because you love someone doesn't mean you have to agree. And disagreement does not mean you can't continue loving the other person, seeing who they really are. When you do what I've just said, I promise you, you're going to feel more peace. I promise you, you're going to transform your perspective. I promise you, you're going to be much more effective in terms of producing the result that you actually want. Because the result that you actually want is not divorce, is not disagreement, is not fighting, is not unhappiness. The result you actually want is more harmony, is more peace, is more joy, more abundance in your life. Folks, I hope this helped. I hope there were some key insights you could take away from today's episode. Always love hearing from you. Also, once again, if you feel inspired to go deeper with me, I want to mentor you. Join my new mastermind mentorship program that is an online academy membership called the Maxima Mastermind Mentorship Mastery Online Academy. You can go to Maxima Mastermind, M-A-X-I-M-A mastermind.com. Go there, check out all the information. The time is now. And I can't wait to connect with you in next week's episode of Soul Talk. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, 
Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.